Hello everyone and welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, joined as always by Dakota Lasky. Dak, how are you doing on this monumentous weekend? I am doing absolutely spectacular. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to talk some Metroid. I slept in today, like through into the afternoon. And the first thing I did when I woke up, I was like, I'm ready to talk about some hydro station that's it was i was dreaming about it so yeah i'm i'm ready to go i'm it's sunday and yeah all is well not all is well but for right now things are things are okay yeah i'm doing good i'm doing i'm i'm doing good i'm i'm doing well i hope you're doing well too i'm i'm doing pretty good i can't complain it's freezing cold here but whatever um and i was uh you know, I, I was celebrating a little bit yesterday, but also I got to play a little AM2R yesterday. And as you mentioned, we are back with another Mapping Metroid episode here. It's It seems like it's been a while. It's actually been 10 episodes wow. since we last uh, went into Mapping Metroid. So I'm excited to get into a little bit of uh, detail analysis here of one of the areas, one of my favorite areas in AM2R, the Hydra Station. But before we get there, there's two things that we should maybe cover um the first of them is actually it's not really it's not anything related to video games or metroid at all but i wanted to give a quick shout out to my man alex trebek he just passed away today uh canadian icon probably the best game show host of all time so you know i I always enjoyed kind of popping jeopardy on netflix and just listening to it in the background so um you know shout out to my man alex rest in peace absolutely second thing that we should bring up is uh, we had a lot of feedback to our episode last week on how to make a good Federation Force game. A lot of people over in the Metroid Database Discord, which if you are not a part of, you can join in and uh, get in on the conversation. Um, A lot of people told us that basically what they wanted to see was like a Star Wars Battlefront game, but Federation Force style. Um, I don't know. I've never played those games but uh, I, I think that you said that you had, right, Dak? And, and what do you think about that? Not in a long time. I mean, I played the original Battlefronts and the new ones as well. I think, like, Rogue Company or not Rogue... Um, uh, I See, I'm not, like, the hugest Star Wars fan. I, you were saying that, too, before this. Yeah, me neither. And um, I'm uh, Republic Commando, that's what it was, which uh, Duminal mis- mentioned as well in our in our mentions on the podcast twitter so yeah there are like some other good examples of squad based games like the star wars like battlefront and, and republic right. games have have done well at least in some capacity so yeah i mean there are probably so uh, tons of ways to fix federation force right like <laughs> we could definitely do a whole episode like talking about other games it could copy and or be inspired by and I'm sure those games would be, men- would be mentioned alongside the ones that you know we mentioned on the episode last week. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, Star Wars recommendations. I think you. Sh- I know you're not going to check them out, and I think you mentioned you wouldn't, but you should because, I mean, they are like not maybe the game you're into, kind of, but might give some good ideas for what you'd want from a, a, a Metroid game. Think of it as like an inspired by metroid but in like reverse and you're doing research for that right <laughs> like, i was gonna what? say like maybe we should put republic commando on our inspired by metroid list because like 
I I definitely I'm not super interested in playing Battlefront, and that's just because I kind of have that loot box foul taste in my mouth. That's all I know about that game, right? Oh well, that's the new Battlefront. They're talking about the older Battlefront, the original Battlefront game. Okay, okay. The original well, Battlefronts don't for that. have that. Yeah. Okay. Gonna try. Um, but yeah, we do like a reverse inspired by Metroid. It'd be like uh, games we want Metroid to be inspired by. <laughs> play, play games that we like that we think Metroid should take things from. I like the reverse of games that we think maybe have taken from Metroid or something like that. That might be a good idea for some episodes. Well, it's kind of cool because actually, and it's funny you say that because I, I do have a game that's kind of like, it's not exactly inspired by Metroid, but it, it kind of is. I picked it up a while ago and, and I've been meaning to uh, to play through it. So um, that's that's a game, and I don't want to give it away yet, but that's a game that I think we're, we can talk about in a future episode here that's sort of like that, where it's not exactly inspired by Metroid, but how metroid could be inspired by this game so yeah i, I like that um, a lot of really cool suggestions from everybody um and yeah shout out to Doominimal on twitter who gave uh who gave us like a, a basically a a film script on how to, <laughs> to book the next <laughs> the next federation force game he's so ready he's you. ready put him on the team he's ready to, to he's craft been thinking about this for a long time yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah uh, a lot of good feedback so we appreciate that it's it's funny you know, it's funny how how Federation Force just turned out because the the concept was cool, but the execution was just so so drab. Um, and I hope we're not done talking about it yet. But this week we are going to be talking about Hydro Station from AM2R and Mapping Metroid. And you know what? We haven't. I don't think that we've spent a ton of time, or maybe not enough time, talking about AM2R in general on this show. And I just wanted to kind of explain my views on how I see AM2R, because it's obviously not an official Zelda, or Zelda title, <laughs> official Metroid no, it title, it's not. definitely not a Zelda title, uh, <laughs> so it's not an official Metroid title, but uh, I, I kind of, I view it as the closest thing to, like, I, I don't think that it's just a fan game, you know, like, there there are some Metroid fan games out there, like Rogue Dawn and, and other ones that are, you know, they're they're pretty decent, but they're... Like, they're fan games, or this, this one I think is more. Like, this one is as close to an official Metroid game as you can possibly get without being an official Metroid game. And that's why I wanted to explore some of the areas from this game to, I don't want to say, like, legitimize it, but just kind of show how much we respect it and its creation and, and hold it on the same level as we do a lot of other Metroid games, or at least I do. I mean, AM2R does a lot of things that Metroid does, but better, I think, in some ways. And yeah. I think we might get into that. A good amount in this episode. I, we definitely got to do like a full episode on AM2R, go through it because it definitely deserves it. It's such a good game, and it honestly has the quality of a Metroid, if, a Metroid game, if not a higher quality than 2D Metroid. So yeah, like this is such a good game, and I'm glad we're talking about at least just a, a, a portion of it right now because not only is it a great game, but many of you, I'm sure, have played this game or wanted to, and if you haven't, you definitely should. Because yeah, it's 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 pretty damn awesome. It, I mean, it's fantastic. As someone, you know, you, I mean, you know me, Dak. I love Super Metroid, right? And uh, no, no, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know that? Oh, let I me didn't tell know you. that, dude. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's news. AM2R is like just. I, I think it's the best, like straight up Super Metroid sequel, ever. Like it, it's just it feels like Super Metroid. It plays like Super Metroid. Um, but it still has its own identity. It's and it's just like such a, it's such an amazing achievement. It was made pretty much by one guy, um, but there are there he did have some people helping him, which we'll get into a little bit later. 
but uh, I mean, for how good this game is, it's just it it blows my mind that you know this was a passion project of one fan for you know however many years that uh, and it turns out you know it, it and it's so good that we're basically putting it on the same level as official Metroid games that are made by Nintendo. So um, I just wanted to just kind of tell everybody up front, like, you know, what we think of AM2R, and this won't be the last time an area from AM2R gets on Mapping Metroid because uh, there's so many good areas in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, very, it's very different from Samus Returns as well, which I, I think gives it a really unique identity. So I'm actually going to go finish the game after we're done recording here, and I'm excited as heck to play through the rest of it. But... I guess we should get into the Hydro Station, and we knew that we wanted to do an area from AM2R, and my immediate thought was, okay, let's do the Hydro Station, because the first time I played AM2R, this is the area that like really, really stuck out to me, and I was just like, uh, it was the area where I was like, man, like this this is Metroid. This is a really like great experience um and i I don't know it it always just really stuck with me and i remember my first playthrough of it um the the dark dingy kind of like uh aquatic subterranean feel i thought was like was really was really cool and like classic metroid um and it it did remind me a lot of super metroid again um i i thought that uh the hydro station for me was just an area that when I when I think about AM2R, my mind always seems to go there, um, and maybe it's the music, maybe it's the, you know, some of the boss fights that you have. But uh, when I was thinking of places, I was like, yeah, this is this is the one that just sprung to my mind. So I thought it'd be appropriate that we start here. No, I 100% agree. I think you took the words right out of my mouth a lot of the time, but probably said them a lot better than I would have. This definitely feels like just pure Metroid, right? Just lets you run wild in the environment. You're picking up all sorts of upgrades that are really like modifying your experience. You're getting the, the wave beam, you're getting the high jump boots, I believe, the, the spring ball, like so much stuff that just opens up the game for you in this section of it. So like, it definitely reminded me too of like when you really start to like, like the game becomes like even more unlimited in terms of like what you can do. And like, it gives you, uh, you know, extra stuff to really start feeling like you're in control of like, and not like entirely of like what you're doing. Like you're just, you're, you're cruising, you're moving. You get a lot of good stuff in this one. And yeah, it fails. It looks like Metroid. Like I always felt like this area was like a mixture of like what I would like usually is like a, a cavernous zero mission area, but like the inside of like a abandoned kind of something from fusion like it has that mixture of like styles and, and art styles, but yeah, it's it's like pure quintessential Metroid here. You can just run wild. So that I it's definitely a area that stuck out to me for sure. And also, it's like a water area too. And I feel like you always remember the the water levels of a, any game you kind of play. For just or worse. yeah, for better or yeah. for worse, exactly. Um, so yeah, no, I 100% agree. This is such a good area. Definitely always stuck um, out to me and, as well. And you know. I like the fact that, I mean, uh, Metroid 2, you know, is just kind of like a, a dark and dingy game in general. And by by design, right? Like, you're, you're plunging deeper and deeper into this planet. But I, I feel like one of the strengths of AM2R is, like, it really is able to, like, have each area into the planet feel very different from one another. You, like, you get the Golden Temple, the Industrial Complex, and the Hydro Station. They, and they all, like feel different even though functionally they're basically the same thing where you go in and you explore and you pick out items and then you kind of move on to the next area um but yeah i think that the maybe it is the water like you mentioned like it's just very memorable it it always sticks out to me um i really like the idea 
and they kind of borrowed this from Super Metroid and Meridia, but I like the idea of like traveling through the pipe systems and stuff like that. That always is like a is a thing that I think is clever in Metroid when you know you can utilize your morph ball a little bit more. Um, so I, that always sticks out to me. And actually, the thing that I really really love about the hydro station is it's a it's a water level, yes, but if you choose, you can go uh, right to the right side of the hydro or the left side, sorry, of the hydro station. And you can basically bomb out that, I don't even know what that is, like a little door or like a generator or something. Mm -hmm. There's something beside the hydro station that you can bomb and the water will just slowly start to drain. So you can, you can go in and you can get rid of it. So you don't have to constantly jump around and, you know, feel like you're a thousand pounds in the water, which is what I know a lot of people really struggled with in Meridia or maybe even in the, uh, you know, in the Talon Overworld and Metroid Prime, just feeling like the water was weighing him down. The water does weigh you down in the Hydro Station, but you can also get rid of it, like, fairly quickly, which uh, I, I appreciate. No, definitely agree. And, you know, you're talking about, like, how every area feels, like, distinct. I feel like even the Hydro Station itself has, like, many different areas that feel pretty distinct from one another, like the breeding grounds area, and then, like you said, like, you're going through, like, the pipes and all that to be carried around which I think is so cool, by the way. I love how they, gave, like you said, gave us more stuff to do with the Morph Ball. Um, yeah, this is such a... I, I, I do think it's because I'm, I'm conditioned by, like... Like, well, you mentioned Zelda. Like, I'm conditioned by games like by Zelda where, like, any water level, like, sticks out to me really hard because it, it aesthetically feels like it's always going to be different and, like, ecology-wise, I guess, you can have, like, those cavernous areas and then, like, the the sewer kind of like concretey mixed with the more ambient like jungly overgrown area like it's so good um it's really well crafted and like you said earlier like it's the fact this is more or less like a one person like just design and style wise like the solid taste right like this is a well crafted well crafted area for sure yeah 100 percent. and like it is hard not to like, so, I mean, obviously, I have some critiques of the Hydro Station and AM2R in general, but it is, like, I, I feel like I'm probably a little bit more lenient than I would be critiquing, like, Samus Returns or Metroid Fusion, for example, like we did the last time we were doing Mapping Metroid, because, you know, like, like we just said that we consider it to be, like, on par with some Metroid games, but, I mean, it is a fan-made game at the same time, so I, I do feel like I'm a little bit more lenient with some of my criticisms. Um, I actually, so one thing that I will just get right out of the way, which is a criticism, which you just kind of mentioned, is so every every area, or a lot of areas, I should say, in AM2R have, like, the central kind of, like, the, the complex or whatever you want to call it. They'll have, like, for example, here you have the hydro station, and um, in the area where you can go in at the bottom left and then you can go and, like, shoot the little barriers and the water keeps on dropping and dropping and dropping... Um, eventually you'll go in and you'll fight uh, an alpha metroid in there which is a, which is a pretty cool fight and it's like it's uh it's in water so you kind of got like the same theme and it, it feels different than like it feels very it feels very natural to the hydro station whereas like one thing that i don't love as much is after you exit the hydro station and you keep going left and then you'll you'll sink down a little bit to the breeding grounds um then then there's three there's three Alpha Metroids that you have to eliminate down there. And it's in kind of like the same familiar breeding ground, like the, the green jungle toxic area kind of aesthetic there, which mm -hmm. I think does look really good. But I, I would have probably preferred to have 
maybe a, a, a few more Alpha Metroid fights that felt like they were like a part of the Hydro Station, or like maybe had the water gimmick to it, or just like something that tied it in a little bit more with the actual complex itself. This is a, a fairly minor critique, but uh, it's still something that I noticed, and like I think that uh, I think that this actually problem persists in general in AM2R, where, like, you'll have these really awesome areas, and then half the Metroids will be in, like, you know, the, the area that is, that you're, that you're in, and then the other half will just be in, like, cavernous, like, breeding ground areas, which, you know, it makes kind of sense, but it, to me, it's just a little bit of a missed opportunity to do some other cool rooms, like the water room, where you're, where, you know, you're in water, so it makes it harder to fight that Metroid. Um, hmm. Do you think that's a fair critique? Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't know if it was, it's on the same, like, I, it, I didn't have that under any critique of mine necessarily, though I do agree I would have liked some more like Alpha Metroid fights and um, and then you know eventually the the Gamma Metroid fight I think kind of left a little bit to be desired as well. I really don't think like the actual Metroid implement implementation of this area is like that fantastic really. Like the Metroids are kind of just like you said they're not really integrated into the area and take advantage of, like the water levels or trying to mess with that or trying to mess with like the turbines or really anything it was, they kind of just are there and which is fine it wasn't like you know obviously game game breaking for you or I or whatever but right yeah you know they're like I remember there's one Alpha Met or Alpha Metroid uh, just like you know the the big jet of water at the like the right side of that room. And you go into it, and it shoots you all the way up, like, through several... Yeah. yeah, right, and there's an Alpha Metroid right there. Like, it would have been cool if, like, maybe, like, it was messing around with that machine, something like that. I don't know. That would have been cool. But, no, I, I, I'm with you there. I think that's a pretty fair critique. Not major, yeah. though. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely not major, but, like, I, I do like that you have to... Like, like the one you, that you just said, you have to use the pipes to get to the Metroid, or, like, you have to contend with the fact that, like you're jumping in water which makes you slower right. when you're fighting the alpha metroid like when you go down into like the breeding areas um and you fight i think there's three alpha metroids there like mm -hmm. they're pretty much all the same no yeah they're the same fight it's just like well that's which, the, that's, which a, that's an issue that samus returns had too it's like you end up just oh, having yeah. the same fight over and over again and like i get that's like the point of the game because like that's what the original was and they're like remaking that so like i understand why it is what it is but yeah that's that's my same critique with sam returns i had i felt that when i was playing this too it was just like i'm having essentially the same fight more like there are only a few instances where it felt like somewhat unique because like okay there was water or whatever it is but otherwise yeah that feel like you know there are redundant boss fights you just got to do it because that's like the point of the game you're supposed to be killing these metroids but like i really do wish the encounters were a little more um unique which i think they could have done there's like so much so many unique like things you can do with the fights but the this area i also felt was already a pretty creative area in terms of like you know the pipe system I, like then the turbines like i thought that and you know changing the water levels like that did it for me that was really cool but like the same kind of ingenuity i don't think was applied to like the the enemy encounters other than arachnus really to be honest um i thought yeah. the arachnus fight was great and we'll get into that but um everything else you know i think yeah i would i wish maybe would have felt more ingrained into the area and like really took more advantage of where they were rather than just being the same fights more or less over and over and you know what that's actually probably my single biggest critique so i'm just getting that out of the way right at the top here of this area is like yeah it, some of the Metroid fights it, like, did feel a little bit distant from the actual Hydro Station. Mm -hmm. um, some of them didn't, which is which is great, but like half of them did. So, um, I mean, that being said, like I, 
I'll go back and like I I really do love this area. There's a lot of like really good stuff here. And one thing that I really like that uh, AM2R in particular, maybe over Samus Returns does this, is like kind of gives you the the history and the reasoning behind why these you know stations or like why these structures are actually there. Like when you when you get to the hydro station, you can you can scan the area and it'll tell you like you know this is this is a this is a reservoir for pumping clean water throughout this entire cave system and it really kind of to me adds to the to the feel of the world that you're in because it's like okay like this was a society that people lived in and like this is something that would you know exist in like a in like an actual society and like you kind of see this throughout the whole um, game actually where like you have the temple of worship and the golden temple and then you have like the mining facility a little bit deeper down and I think that AM2R does a really good job of that and like um, it's it was just like always stuck with me like it was really refreshing to see an explanation as to like what the structure is why there's a hydro station here what its purpose was and uh, I, I thought that it was uh, to me that really augmented kind of the world of SR388 Oh, for sure. I mean, it's. I think it's kind of you know not having seen the hydro station, you could probably assume that Chozo also need water, you know, and maybe use the bathroom. But it is nice to see this. I like it's. There's a dichotomy between like, even this, even with this and Samus Returns versus like the Prime games, where like in Prime, like the Chozo there, they still feel like very mystical, like and ancient in a way. And and this game as well as Samus Returns, but I think this game does it really well is it feels very lived in. Like this was a real civilization that had similar needs to any other, you know, other society. A lot of ways you got to have, you know, a working water system to keep a large group of people alive. Right. And, you know, it makes it feel that more real. Um, so yeah, I, I like that like interpretation of the Chozo, and, and I think Samus Returns and AM2R are really not too far off in that respect because they both kind of do this. I think give like that lived-in, like real civilization quality to the Chozo that the Prime games I don't think um, do to the same extent. So yeah, I think this is always really cool, and I think in exploring like these old structures is awesome because you do like get to learn about what why they're here, as you said, and you know, f- walk in the same places that the Chozo were also walking and use the same systems. I-, I love, like, this kind of, like, exploring the left-behind um, remnants of the Chozo, and AMTR really nails that. So, yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. Yeah, and it's, like, I, I feel like the whole game is really good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it-, it feels like maybe, you know, you were kind of talking about Metroid Prime and the Chozo there. To me, the difference is, like, it feels like in Metroid Prime, like the Chozo have been gone for like forever, but in this one, it feels like like they just left. exactly like they yeah, just like it wasn't too gone, long. Yeah. Ago. Maybe not they like yeah. just left, but it wasn't like forever ago. Whereas yeah, yeah, if, in some ways, I feel like the Chozo were on Talon not too long ago from when Samus showed up, but it feels like it was so long ago. In this game, it was probably not too long ago, but it feels like it was very recent. Like they just like they left the oven on. And they they dipped right, and it's it's and it was very like the lights are still on right, but no one's home, in a way. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally, and and I think that that uh, that really adds again to me to the whole like, you know, I I just really love that the everything has a purpose, and like the mm-hmm. the purpose of the hydro station is like so logical, and it's so it's so simple, but like it also lends itself to be a really cool area for Samus to go. And explore. So I, I think that it does a really good job of that. Um, let's talk about some of the enemies 
that are kicking around in the hydro station here. So as we as we kind of mentioned, we have six Metroids that we need to fight off in the hydro station. Uh, five, I think, yeah, five Alpha and one Gamma. Um, you know, we, we kind of talked a little bit about the uh, the Metroids and, and, you know, maybe they could have been more integrated with the hydro station here. But I want to talk about some of the other enemies that always kind of stick with me, which the first and foremost, speaking of Star Wars at the top of this show, <laughs> is like those little turret enemies. Do these things not remind you of droids from Star Wars and like <laughs> the the Phantom Menace, like the ones that can never hit anything or whatever? Like they just look exactly like them to me. Well, I I can see in your in your notes that you are not a big fan of these turrets. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I I kind of like them. They do have that same like droid kind of quality where they're just like these hapless things like popping in and out and trying to get a shot on you but like you can easily destroy them. But I love the design. I I like the the quick ones that pop out of the ground. I thought these were cool. They yeah. are annoying at times for sure. Like sometimes I go into a room like, "Oh my god, like just <laughs> please but well, I love let, that let me, design. Let me clarify. So I, I had an explicit beside my description of these turrets here. But <laughs> right. it's, it's kind of like a, res, it's a show of respect because they're so annoying and they're so hard to hit before you get the wave beam that uh, that I was just like, oh, god damn, these things. But mm-hmm. I, I think that they're great enemies. And they're, you know, they're logical enemies too because it makes sense that like the Chozo would install these droids to protect this facility, um, which I also appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like those. There's another, uh, there's actually another, I don't know what the the enemy name is, but it's like a hopping droid, and I, these the, things are like Like the so, one-eyed so ones? Tough. Um, they, yeah, they have like the two, the two springy legs, and they move, um, they, they jump side to side. Uh, you actually, you get to control one of the droids later in the game, and you, and you carry a super missile, and you, and you bomb a, a super section later in AM2R. But um, they're like they're just incredibly they're incredibly tough to defeat. They take like five missiles or something to get rid of, and if you're oh, okay, yeah, if yeah. you're just throwing charge shots at them, like forget about it. They uh, they're they're quite tough, and there's an area um, towards the bottom of the hydro station where like you drop down, and then there's one of these stupid hopping droids, and then you have to go and bomb the wall, and uh, of course you can't shoot it, so you have to you have to get down and bomb it, and like. There's one of them hopping at you, and then once you bomb it, there's another one hopping at the other side. So like, and they do some pretty decent damage to you actually. So I always like these are another one that I just uh, I always hated running into these things. I actually usually just run away whenever I see them. I I think we're might be thinking of the same ones. Um, yeah, like they're they're kind of like palish, like gray or brown with like a red eye in yeah, the yeah, middle, yeah. and they have like kind of mandibles, but then like yeah, the the right like. The right and left like hoppers or whatever they remind me of uh, i don't remember what they're called but like the the bad guy robots in in or mechs in gundam like the original gundam like those one eyed the i don't know if you ever watched gundam before but um i forget what they're called i gotta look it up now and they look like that and i those always stuck out to me and then you also wrote down the other enemy that i was gonna say so i'm gonna steal it from you the ones that move in like the diamond pattern while you're, you're yeah. those are so cool because like that that's such a distinct enemy pattern. I don't think any other enemy in like Metroid really has or uses too much, if at all. Those stuck out to me the most, so I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that one from you. Uh, hey, that's okay with me. Um, yeah, those those ones I think are just like really really interesting because they look like they almost look Metroidy 
to me. Like they they don't quite look like Metroids. When I say Metroids, I mean like your kind of your base form Metroids on alphas or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I always remember it was just like they move in this this weird diamond kind of uh, kind of a shape, and and maybe I'm just not remembering correctly, but I can't recall any other enemy in Metroid that just kind of floats almost in place like that. Like you have rippers that kind of go back and forth, but um, yeah, I don't know. These ones always stuck out to me, and especially because like um, when you're going up the side of the hydro station to get to the top, or like you're trying to sneak in to get the uh, the item upgrades on the sides, mm-hmm. uh, I felt like these guys are always in the way. Like, yeah, they're just lingering the right there, and they're quick too. Like they're not like going in a slow. Like they're quickly going from one like little burst of you know movement to another. Right? Like they're they're cool enemy. Yeah. I, I wish Metroid had more of these enemy types i had like these distinctly unique and different movement patterns right because this enemy immediately stuck out to me by the way i i googled what i was looking for and I, the word i was looking for was oh, zaku the zaku mechs from gundam but now as i've looked them up i realize they don't look like them too much maybe the zaku too if any gundam fans out there please help me here I'm, I'm i'm dying i'm dying out here but anyway yeah um the the diamond enemies stuck out to me the most those are i guess if i had like pick an enemy Right from this area, that was my favorite. If we're not counting Arachnus, because Arachnus is my boy right now, um, I'm going for these these little dudes. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. But uh, I guess you know, I guess we might as well talk about it. Let's let's talk about the the bosses in this area, and I guess really only only boss. But you know what? Since 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 the ancient guardian kind of lives in between the golden temple and uh, and the hydro station, maybe we, maybe we should give our boy. Just a, we? a, a quick shout out here. I, maybe we should. Maybe we should. I wasn't planning on this, but maybe we can. I was. Uh, thinking what do you think th- about this boss? The the golden, the golden head statue. I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was a cool boss. Now that I think about it more, it's definitely like more aligned, like aesthetically with the the temple area. But um, I thought this was a cool boss. This is again. I think the bosses in Am Two R are pretty across the board unique and like creative and i like this one we have like the the closing spike walls right um enemies where you kind of stand below them and like shoot at them from below or right up to them aren't like that you know uncommon in the metroid franchise or anything metroid related media right but right. I, I like this like this small tight like interim kind of boss between areas that you take on and i like lo- the, the the spiky walls in the sides just like stuck out to me it fits like that kind of like temple booby trap kind of idea right um so yeah i thought this was a cool boss cool i boss. agree i thought this was a was a cool boss too so ancient guardian that's that's the name of this thing right I, okay i yeah. always want to call it something else but uh yeah you kind of took the words out of my mouth the uh i, I like the fact that like the walls kind of close in on you um and it, it kind of adds to like the tension of this fight because eventually, and this happened to me last night when I was playing, uh, I was just spamming missiles and I was I was being <laughs> reckless, so I ran out of missiles. So I'm sitting there just like shooting at it, literally nowhere to go. I'm just getting pelted by all the different lasers and stuff like that, and I I won, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't as as close as maybe or it was closer than it should have been, anyways. But um, yeah, I, I think that this is like. I think that you're right. I think that AM2R has like almost uniformly great boss fights. We were, you know, we were talking um, right before we got on air. I I was playing this, you know, this morning as well, just to finish the game, and I was just fighting the Chorizo, which I feel like is just such an awesome fight. But um, yeah, I, I think that Ancient Guardian was pretty cool too. And actually, 
I think that Arachnus is awesome. And this is, I guess, yes. would have been his, what, third appearance in a Metroid game at this point? Because he, he showed up in Metroid 2 Return of Samus and, of course, in Metroid Fusion. Uh, I think that this is the best Arachnus boss fight that we probably get. I, Arachnus is carrying this franchise, okay? You talk about, <laughs> oh, I want Kraid back. I want Ridley back. Put Arachnus in Metroid Prime 4. Guaranteed, top-tier, unforgettable boss fight if you do that. I Arachnus comes out, I you know, I'm playing this game for the first time, and not recently, but the first time I played it, and seeing Arachnus, I think you echoed the same thing when I, you know, I said this, I was like, and we were talking about it earlier. It's like, oh, Arachnus is here. Like, okay, hype. Like, <laughs> all right, like, kind of out of left field, but like, I'm down for this. Like, sure, why not? Um, and I thought having Arachnus show up was great. And yeah, this is the best. I think this is the best Arachnus fight, bar none, right? Like, I don't think there's even really uh, a competition here. I, I love the. It's not just. I was like, when I first fought Arachnus, I was like, ah, oh, like. You know, hype to see him at the same time, like knowing like what the boss fight is, isn't like I've already done it. But then when it was all new and different, and you had to like morph ball bomb him uh, into the spikes at the top of the ceiling, I was like, ooh, like this is this is actually pretty hype. And it was a cool, creative boss fight that I think is the highlight of this area, to be honest. So props to Arachnus for providing a great boss fight. I think some of the like if we're counting, you know, across all 2D Metroid boss battles, like I think this. Like we didn't we when we did the boss battles I feel like we we only did like Ridley boss battles. We haven't done all the boss battles from a game or like in general but like if we did I feel like Arachnus would be up there. Like this one from AM2R. Like this is such a good boss battle. I I really think I it's stellar job. I don't know what else to say about it. Stellar job. I I loved it. Yeah. yeah. And and like I think that uh to follow up on something you said like I I do love that you know in this game that you see like, like, you see, like, old familiar faces, like, you see Arachnus, or, or later in the game, you see Ceres, or, like, you run into the Terizo. So, like, I, I do love the, like, you know, some of these bosses that we've encountered before do show up. But I think that with Arachnus, in particular, um, because he's, like, he's, like, the first boss you fight in Super Metroid, or whatever, right? Like, he's, he's kind of like the, uh, he's kind of like a jobber in Super Metroid. So <laughs> he I, I is definitely a jobber. He's, like, he's enhancement talent, so... When I went in to fight him in this game, I was like, okay, well, like, he sucks in Metroid Fusion, and he's probably not going to be that much harder when I fight him here. And I remember the first time that I did this fight, I got my butt whooped. Like, he, he wrecked me. Um, and it, like, it took me, it took me a while to wise up to the fact that, like, you need to actually bomb him and use his momentum mm -hmm. against him. And, oh, yeah. like, I mean, in, in Fusion, like, you just blast him a couple times and, and he's a turkey on Thanksgiving. But this one, you actually have to use, like, you know, a little bit of, of creative thinking and, uh, and go outside the box to defeat him. I think that this is, like, a really great boss fight. I agree. And, it, like, in particular... I think it's a really great 2D boss fight because you're yeah. doing things in this in this boss fight that like you could only do in a 2D Metroidvania game. Like as great as some of the 3D boss fights are, you can't do this type of thing here, or at least very well. No, I, I guess agree. Federation Force actually tried to do this kind of gimmick, mm -hmm. but we all know how that ended up. But yeah, like this is such a cool fight. Um, it's I love the the you have to use the you know his own momentum against him. Uh, I again last night I was fighting him. And I ran out of out of missiles. I just I spam my missiles way 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 too quickly. I think, but uh, yeah, I was uh, I was fighting him. Ran out of missiles, but 
it was able to pull it off anyways. This is a, this is a great boss fight. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that like they just keep the the bosses in this game are just like very very strong. And I think Arachnus kind of sets the tone for that. For sure. And I love you know the it's you got to think outside the box, right? You can't just like spam you know jump get out of the way and spam them with shots. Jump get out of the way, spam with shots, right? Like this is a boss fight that you got to it doesn't require you to mash missiles. You got to actually do something different. I love that about this fight. Like you got to, because I didn't realize at first at all what I was supposed to do. I remember when I first played it, like I was like, "What am I? What am I missing here?" And then yeah. when you realize that, like, oh, he gets goes up higher after like the second morph ball. I'm like, okay, like because those spikes up there, I, I just thought were there in case I, I don't know, I was I was getting too reckless with my jumps or something or wall jumping or whatever. I'm like, okay, but no, I I think that's such a creative boss fight and like i said i wish there were more metroid boss fights especially in 2d that can pull it off well because i agree you're right just, i don't think this would have worked like this concept would have worked well at all in prime um i would like more boss fights that require you to do something strategically rather than just mashing damage at them right so no great i think and this is arachnus is the jobber who like jobbed for mad years but like that put mad matches under their belt and now they're on like the mania pre-show you know and they've got a they've got a good match like they're <laughs> made it to the big league so to speak i i'm props to I, arachnus. I feel like arachnus arachnus was the jobber in like wwe but he he goes over to am2r's <laughs> aew and now he's like a, a mid-card solid guy and gives you a good fight uh so yeah. shout out to arachnus he's I think cabana that fairing... or something <laughs> Uh, fairing not quite as well, I think, is the Gamma Metroid, and then maybe that's unfair to call him a boss since they're not like not really necessarily bosses. kind of a boss. Like uh, I don't know, it's weird because like the Metroid bosses and then the non-Metroid bosses are just like unrelated. Really, I would say it's like a yeah. Metroid boss, but maybe not like like a mini boss overall. Maybe. I mean, whatever. We'll we'll talk about them because this is the first time that you see a Gamma Metroid, and uh, you know, I I think that. To me, I've kind of talked about this before, where, like, I, I, I'm i not, like, the biggest fan of the evolution of Metroids in general. Um, yeah. But I think that I think that if it were me, I would have maybe just had them with your base Metroids evolve into Alpha Metroids and just, like, skip Gamma and skip Zeta and just go, like, right to Omega or something like that. Because it, it doesn't feel, like, that much more threatening than an Alpha to me. And, in fact, it feels less threatening because it moves slower, so they're easier to hit. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's okay. It's 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 just okay. I see I like I mean, yeah, we've had this discussion before I think recently. Is I like the the whole evolution of the Metroids. It's just they don't make them scary enough and and crazy enough cuz like okay, like they have this like the Alpha Metroid, right? Is like this exposed underbelly. You can just like okay, it's not really even hard. And then the Gamma Metroid essentially has the same problem. Like I really wish they would they should take the 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 family or not the evolutionary chain or whatever like because it's not really evolution it's more of a metamorphosis right like it's it's yeah. evolutions over multiple individuals in a species but whatever anyway um so you the metamorphosis of like the metroids the life cycle so to speak right like i think they just have to they have to ramp up the alpha and the gamma and and all of that and make them scarier and make them stronger, make them faster, like, give them crazier patterns. Like, I hate how you fight up against, like, an Alpha Metroid and then a Gamma Metroid, and they do the same floating that they're all doing. Like, they don't change up their movement, they don't change up their, 
their aggression at all, really. And you can really use the same tax tactics against all of them. So I don't think it's like fundamentally there's an issue with Metroids having like a life cycle. I think there's a lot of potential there. It's just always not executed. Like they don't make like they make it so that the the base larva. It seems the scariest or strongest a lot of the time, unless you go to the other side of the spectrum and you're at Omega or Queen, right? Like, there's no in between. Yeah. The everything in the middle of those are, yeah, not really, don't really feel like a threat, but they could feel like a threat. They just, I don't know why they don't make them stronger and scarier and more threatening bosses or whatever, something, whatever you want to call them, um, than they are. Because I agree, like a Gamma and an Alpha in this in this game aren't like i'm like oh my god like wow i'm trapped in here with this thing i'm like okay i'm just gonna mash on it and it's all good i really wish they would kind of lean into it more like these are metroids like samus is going out of her way to literally exterminate this entire species right like the whole the whole kitten caboodle and we get there and a lot of them, they don't even seem that that harmful like i feel like i could go out there with like a baseball bat and <laughs> just swing on them as they approach me like float over all slow and whatnot every time um maybe if they were all over metroids i think differently but yeah you know i just i really wish they would amplify that danger f for the other life stages like they do i think for the larva metroid and then for the other side for the omega and the queen i, I think they do a good job with omega metroid as presenting them as like a, a dangerous threat but the Mega Metroids, yeah, I, I think, look dangerous as hell. I think they look yeah. scarier than the Queen, or you know, whatever, than like the Queen you Metroid. I think at times. I, I actually think that the the Zeta Metroid looks decently creepy too. Yeah, Zeta it's, Metroid. I, I, cool. I feel like the uh, the Gamma Metroid is kind of. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it has maybe the worst design of, of the Metroid. It doesn't look bad. It's just kind of like it looks too much like the Alpha, and the, then the the Zeta looks like just completely different. The Zeta me. has this like bestial quality to it it looks like xenomorph from alien yeah it's crazy yeah. um yeah i don't know it's i i feel like the thing with the gamma metroid fight to me is it's, it's just it's too slow um mm -hmm. and it's easier to hit him whereas like when you're and maybe it's just the area that you fight him too because you've just come off fighting three alpha metroids in the in the hatching grounds and like you're on these kind of like very narrow blocks and you can easily fall and damage yourself and i, I think when you mm -hmm. fight the gamma you're you're on pretty solid ground so it's pretty yeah it, it's pretty easy but i mean you know it's not like uh, this is the first of, of i think 10 gamma metroids that you do fight so i can understand them making this one a little bit more uh friendly when you first see I guess it. That's yeah i don't fair, know it's yeah. it's okay um all right, let's talk about some of the items that you pick up in the in the hydro station like you were saying earlier deck there's a lot of uh of stuff that you can get here to really mm -hmm. augment your adventure. And I think that like a lot of it is fairly optional. I, I want to say like, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, I think that you can go through and not get the, the various suit. If you, if you don't want to, um, I think that oh. you, so you, you go in at the top. I actually think maybe, and maybe I'm wrong. Someone correct me if I am, but like, so you go in through the top of the hydro station, you drop down and, uh, or no, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the, um, the spring ball that's definitely optional i was gonna you say can... the various suit i think is like the first thing well so that, that was got. the last thing that i got okay which, I, that was the... funny how that works actually no 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 wait no i got the wave beam first and then the various suit and then the high jump boots and then the spring ball i no, think i i went and got the spring ball first because i i remembered that it was it was at the top of the hydro station so i i worked my way up there 
Um, and I went and uh, I went and, get, and you know, fought Arachnus, got the Spring Ball. And I actually think, like, I always appreciate the Spring Ball whenever I get it in a Metroid game because I feel like it just makes you move so much faster than, you know, stopping, right. bombing. Waiting. Yeah, that, that's what I was, like, getting at earlier. Is that it's not even that you just get a lot of items in this area. It's specifically that, like, you get a lot of items that augment like your ability to move around the area like that much smoother and cleaner right yeah. like you spring ball you don't have to wait for the bombs going off the high jump boots you can just easily clear jumps and the wave beam like literally opens up like obstacles for you right so it all works together like flushly to create a i think just a lot more expansive and uh experience the possibilities are that much greater yeah I th and i'm i'm now i'm forgetting what order i got the items in i've just because um, now I feel um, like I, I don't know but I, yeah I think the spring ball might have I didn't know that they were I guess like when I'm playing the Metro games I try to I just got them all right like I'm just you know so I didn't even realize they'd be yeah, optional or yeah, not totally. <laughs> well I mean I I think that you can skip it if you don't want it which means oh. you can also skip um, okay. Arachnus if you want to but I, oh, I could how could you do that how could you skip that well, I don't know because that's mans. a great boss fight but yeah I, I feel like the spring ball um, actually paired up with the spider ball is like a really particularly good uh, addition to this game because like mm -hmm. you can like you can be in a morph ball you can jump and then you can just quickly get the spider wheel going and, and attach to a wall and go up I, I think that the combination of the two is like you know it's like milk and cookies in this game so mm. that's uh, that's really nice um yeah i got the high jump boots next uh you know not much to say there just a you know classic metroid item definitely lets you move around a lot uh a lot easier um, the wave beam, I, th I think that this is optional too, because in the room that I was talking about earlier, where it has like the hopping droids, if you go over to the left side, you can bomb the wall and like there's, there's those circular kind of shoots or whatever, and they shoot you over and you can eventually get the wave beam. But I, I bet you that you could probably miss that if you like weren't exploring everywhere. Um, but man, the wave beam just, you know, I was complaining about the, uh, the star Wars droid enemies earlier. Like the, the ones that pop out. Yeah, once you get the, the wave, wave beam, beam, just creams them. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, that was that's very satisfying because you don't even have to like make it like you don't even have to pretend that you're taking cover, like trying to be like, oh, I'm gonna pop out. Like you just blast them right when you enter a room. Um, yeah, and you were mentioning like, oh, like you might not have gotten to something if you weren't exploring, but this area made me want to explore. Right, like I was. Oh yeah. I felt like I was going to every like nook and cranny like i was trying to get to every corner of this area just because that it, i was that I, not only are you finding a lot there's a lot of there's a solid amount i think of missile expansions in this area too um so there's a lot to find in this area i think even later when you come back you can also get like some more power bombs and super missiles too so there's a lot of stuff you can find in this area on your first and return trips and it just, I just how it's set up and like all the different ways you can move around it and the things you find there, like make you want to continue to search and like try to get up as high or as low as you possibly could. So um, I'm glad that I didn't realize any of that was optional because I ended up running into everything and I'm glad I did. Uh, I want to reiterate, I I think it's optional. It, it okay. could be, I don't know. So I, I could I could definitely be wrong. Um, yeah. So actually, the last thing that I got in the hydro station was the various suit. And I love the old uh, Chozo statue fake-out where, like, you got to roll underneath and, and go to the room next to it. Mm -hmm. uh, something so classic Metroid about that to me that uh, I, I love it. And the various suit looks awesome in this game, too. Oh, actually. yeah. The pixel work looks wicked. I know that, like, 
we all love the various suit in um, Samus Returns. I think it looks fantastic, but like this various suit, just in the in the way that the pixels look, just really really pops to me. Like the the green in particular, like the little lights that come out. I think it looks like really really good. Yeah, I agree. I it it, it does have like that Samus Returns quality too. I think they're pretty similar. Like this is this would be like the the 2d pixel interpretation of it more or less so yeah i think it looks really solid that's i'm very glad that since other m like whoever's making metroid has gone out of their way to (laughs) make samus's suit look really awesome because of how low the bar was set after that game um yeah Uh, there there we go we had to get it in i'm Uh, sorry okay (laughs) so you said that arachnus was your favorite part about this whole area I okay. am going to go the other way and say that while I think Rackness is awesome, my favorite thing about this whole area, and probably the reason that it sticks out to me the most, is the music. Mm. And I, I, I actually, I'm not going to say I could. I do have, like, frequently I've sat in my office before and just put on a 30-minute loop of this music. Um, it's, it's, so, it's so good. It's a, it's a remix of Green Brinstar from Super Metroid, but it it, so, it sounds like decidedly Metroid Prime esque, and like to to add to that, it sounds like I can't think of a better way to say it, but it just sounds like very aquatic, like kind of. It reminded me of almost the the Torvis Bog remix of Red Brinstar from Metroid Prime Two in the way that it like it was kind of understated, so it, it, it kind of like it felt like you were listening to it underwater or something like that. Um, I, I this is such a, a good piece of music I think from from this game and, and honestly the music in AM2R as as a whole is absolutely fantastic so we should uh, we, and we should also give a shout out to to our buddy Darren from uh, Shine Sparkers who actually mm-hmm. helped compose a lot of the music for this game but yeah I mean j- this music to me is just like such a such a memorable track and really helped kind of set this area apart from a lot of the others it's kind of like we were talking about the other week we're like uh or last week i guess with federation force we're like a, a remake or like a reinterpretation of an old song can really add personality but like it doesn't this one to me doesn't feel like cheap like you can tell it's a remake but when i think of it i'm not just like oh this is a remix of green brinstar i'm like this is the hydro station it's very very well done i i mean it 100 sounds like a leftover metroid prime track or something like that wasn't used for like it's it has that distinct like synthy Metroid Prime sound. Yeah. Like it's so right on the money for Metroid Prime. And I love that that like you have that Metroid Prime sound in a 2D Metroid. I love that like flip on that and like you're right. It it is it is a a, Brin, a green Brinstar remix, but because it has that like Metroid Prime flavor to it, it feels like a whole new track and like has its own identity and character and yeah i i was i'm not surprised that you mentioned this as your favorite i knew you were gonna say this was your favorite part um and i feel like you might have even said that specifically in your in your notes oh best piece of music in the game i agree with that too it's just it's if it's not that it's like top three that was one of the parts of this area that makes it so iconic because that music just starts up and it's like whoa this is this is really good like again what like it's, it's such a nice creative take it's not just a remix like it has its own style to it and i love how it incorporates like the metroid prime style into like a 2d metroid wall like t- it takes the 2d reference like source material and it takes that like 3d prime style mash it together for this like 
absolutely perfect really well done and yes yeah, that's it adds to that like aquatic took, feel yep, like it's 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 perfect yeah 100 agree took the words out of my mouth yep i you know actually i'm thinking about it now and i'm like I don't. Is this the best piece of music in the game? It is an amazing piece of music, but man, the music in this game is just so strong. I, I feel like, I feel like the surface area is just such an iconic theme. The mm-hmm. uh, the golden temple sounds like just so kind of creepy and otherworldly. I I think that like, it's just it's so it's so well done, and it really really adds to the ambiance and the atmosphere. And I, I think that that. Like, this just really shows you, you know, kind of going back to Federation Force last week, like, how important music is to to the Metroid franchise, I feel like. Because when you get it yeah. right, it just makes everything so much better. 100% um, agree. And, and that, you know, that is the case in point here. Um, all right, so I have, maybe not, well, I guess this is a critique, actually, but it's not, again, it's not like a serious one. You kind of mentioned earlier where, like, there are, there's a ton of expansions, a ton of missile expansions, a couple energy tanks, I think. But um, to me, I actually mm-hmm. feel like there's not really anything noteworthy. And this actually is, is kind of a persisting theme in AM2R in general for me, where like there's a lot of expansions, but I feel like almost all of them are like fairly simple, you know, things to do. Like, you know, we talked about um, Chozodia from, from Zero Mission, where like, you know, you had to you had to jump through the lasers or like space jump through the lasers. You had to keep your shine spark for like a uh, hundred a hundred minutes and, and go into different rooms with it. I feel like this one is like very very easy for the most part. Every expansion, it's pretty much just like bomb this part of the wall, roll up and get it, and you know, Bob's your uncle. Um, even even coming back into the hydro station later in the game. Like you can come back after you get the screw attack, and you can get some some power ups and whatnot. But even those, I, I feel like are you know fairly straightforward. Um, and I would say that this is actually probably a critique I would levy at Samus Returns as well. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just felt like um, nothing really stuck out to me a whole lot getting expansions in this game, or like nothing really stumped me where I had to go back and and you know like figure out okay how am I going to do this. Uh, I don't know. What, did you have the same experience? Yeah, I, it's. I had this experience, and I had. I feel this way about something else in the game too, which I'll get to. But yeah, with the expansion, the expansions. I think that's like just one of the the natural things about like being a remake of like a really old game, right? Where if you go like too far away from the original, like are you like? I think people are trying to just look for. A remake that's remade in a modern way but that also means that like some of the weaknesses of the original game might show through in the remake too like not always there's a lot of like zero mission fixes a lot of stuff in the and certainly am2r and samus returns fix a lot of stuff from the original too but one thing i think maybe it didn't do so well i agree is yeah there aren't any like complex or like puzzling things to really get done for getting these expansions and similarly i kind of wish there was more going on with the area like some underlying plot somehow right like for me i don't like i need i not that i need it but it's nice like to have like a little something else that i'm also going through because at, at the end of the day you're really just looking for looking for things and try to, to you know trying to unlock like the next area and then killing more metroids i wish there was something a little bit more maybe something like i guess the lore works too but um i wish there was something more underlying to everything and similarly i wish the expansions kind of had you're right, I agree. More depth in terms of, like, 
how you looked for them and how you found them. They're they're pretty simple expansions to get. They only really open up later in terms of like difficulty because you don't have certain stuff. Not because like it's kind of hard to get to them or you need to shine spark or this or that. Yeah. So I kind of wish there was more depth for that. And I wish the area in terms of like what was happening had a little slightly more depth. I don't mind getting lost in the wilderness and getting lost in like an area. And I love that. But at the same time, um, I kind of wish like maybe there was just a little, little more going on. Um, and I think that expanded into like the how the expansions feel as well. So yeah, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I'm I'm gonna make kind of an excuse here for Am to our and I guess Am's returns as well. We're like, um, I understand why the expansions are like easier to get because like typically like when the just by the nature of this game, like you're going you're going down further and further and further into the planet, and you don't necessarily come back up. Like when you're playing Super Metroid, it's more of like a side-to-side experience where, like, you know, Brinstar is next to Meridia, so you can go between the two, and you can go back interchangeably, but, like, you you don't necessarily, like, once you're done in the Hydro Station, you don't necessarily go back up yeah, you to don't need, the Golden Temple. Right, exactly. You don't need to, like, do that if you don't want to. Yeah, and, like, I think that the nature of the expansions in this game is, like, you know, there's really only two things that you need to come back for. Like, you can get... 100% of the expansions, except for, you know, the aforementioned screw attack mm-hmm. ones, um, and, you, and you can just move on with your, you know, there's no r- real reason to come back in, until you get, like, much, much later in the game into the distribution center, so um, I, I think by the nature and design of Metroid 2, that kind of, you know, that kind of, that kind of forces them to maybe, you know, maybe stagger the, the expansions in a way that's, like, you know they're more accessible because you you really you don't come back so i i can kind of understand that but it it you know i think that there still could have been some some pretty cool expansions or, or some cool puzzles to get the expansions i mean you do see it at some places later in the game so that's one area that i i do feel like the hydro station is a little bit lacking in is just kind of those like really cool really fun to get missile expansions that you know we've we've come to to know and love from from other areas so yeah, I don't know. It's it's a critique, but it's a small one. I think it's still executed well. It's just yeah that you you get to the point you have a, a couple uh, minor you know nitpicky things. I don't think it really anything is necessarily like game breaking, and I I do think those are valid critiques though. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I know the deck. You said that you had something else that you wanted to expand on. Uh, take it away. Um, no, I think I I was just. Um, I think it was more so, like, yeah, I kind of wish there was a little more, like, the underlying, like, why you're in the area other than just trying to, like, get farther into it and and kill more Metroids, right? Like, maybe there was maybe some kind of underlying, like, Chozo thing you could find while you're also going through this. I don't know. I just kind of felt like there was something that could have also been added to this. That was the only thing I wanted to um, expand on otherwise. Um, I'm trying to think... No, I, I think that was pretty much that was pretty much it. I think you you really covered a lot. The only expanded I wanted to go on to is like, yeah, I kind of wish like maybe this this game and, and Samus Returns to an extent too, like maybe get a, away a little bit from like it being so centered around just literally going around and killing the Metroids because of like how repetitive it can get. Now, like this area in particular, I would have I would have liked a little more lore, you know, like I, or maybe a little more like Chozo related stuff I could find in this area because we're like in. Yeah a specifically, like, Chozo, um, 
you know, left behind area that they occupied and built themselves and used, right? So I, I wish there was a little more there. You get some lore, but it really boils down to, okay, like the Chozo had running water for the most part, right? Like there's, <laughs> I, I wish there was a little more that went into it and like gave us or like something I could also be looking for um, Chozo related other than like just kind of look it around to kill Metroids or otherwise like progress through the area. I think there were some opportunities to do that, and I kind of wish they had. But yeah, that's that's. I think that's where my mind was going with that. Um, and that's fair. I I don't disagree with that. But uh, you know, overall, I I do think that like the hydro station is a fantastic area mm-hmm. um, in Metroid. It's not it's not like super big, mm-hmm. and none of the areas in Metroid Two are you know honestly super big. But I, I feel like it's really impactful. It left an impression on me the first time that I played it. Right. And uh, I'm. I'm I'm happy that we got to do it, and I'm happy that we kind of got to spend a little bit of detailed time talking about AM2R. And this won't be the last time that we talk about AM2R, to be sure. But um, yeah, I, I was, uh, you know, what playing through this, I I really really love this area, and uh, I'm I'm probably gonna keep playing tonight actually, just because this game is is so good. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad idea. I should probably do the same because I was playing this like. Mm. I gotta. I, it's nice to enjoy. It, it's not new, you know, but it's like refreshing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's, it's a it's a good game to play if you like want some Metroid and you don't want to like replay Super and Fusion or Samus. Obviously, I'm just listing the other 2D Metroids. But you know, when you when you think of like replaying some Metroid, like I've I've replayed the Metroid game so many times that it's just nice to play something that feels a little newer and fresher to me while still familiar. So. Yep, I 100% agree. Hundred percent. All right. Well, uh, any any parting thoughts that, uh, that you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, Dak? Um, you mentioned a game you picked up earlier on the episode, and you didn't tell us what the title is. I know you're not going to, but can you give us like a hint of um, what it is? How about this? If you, if you listen to the episode, I already gave a hint of what it was. Oh. I, mentioned, I mentioned something. Nah. I mentioned something <laughs> in this episode that will give you a hint. Of what it is, and it's probably obvious, actually, what it is. But maybe that could be our next inspired by metric title. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll talk about it off air. Uh, All right, I think, yeah. I, I think I mentioned it to you before that I grabbed this game. I'm not sure, but I, uh, I, I'm like now I'm gonna be like, oh, what did he say? I'm gonna have to go back immediately and listen. <laughs> Everyone else, keep your ears perked, and uh, maybe you can maybe you can spot our next inspired by metric game. Um, but until then, that uh, that is going to do it for us, friends. Uh, we are going to get out of here. I had a great time talking Hydro Station and 2R on Mapping Metroid. Uh, we'll try not to wait so long until the next Mapping Metroid. I didn't realize how long it had actually been. But, uh, yeah, that's going to do it. We are out of here. We want you to check us out over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod. And, of course, check out Dak and I on Twitter at DakCity underscore and at Spateri316. Uh, once again, we've got that sweet, sweet discount code Enter Omega at the Metroid Database Store, and uh, you can pick up some posters, some stickers, some decals, whatever you want. Go and check it out over on Metroid Database. And check us out over on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, wherever you get your podcast. Like and subscribe, and tell that Metroid fan in your life where they can get their fix. We've been seeing a lot of people saying that uh, they appreciate the content that we're making in these dry Metroid times. And we really appreciate those those remarks and comments ourselves. So uh, thank you to everybody. And uh, until next week, guys, we will see you then. Take care.